Choir, everything is love on KDO, isn't it? Just Neil and Debbie. So true, so true. <laughs> I am always. T- Good morning, Neil. Hello, Debbie. Good morning, world. <laughs> I, whenever I hear the end of that song, I'm always tempted to go. We are one, and we are we are invincible. Oh no, what did what did Conchita verse used to say? Yeah, something it was where well, we are in nev- invincible, wasn't it? Was oh, that's showbiz, isn't it? It was only about two years ago. <laughs> I think you'll find it was longer oh, than that, love, actually. A whopper of a show this week for you. Picture, do you remember when you could go on holiday? Do you remember that? Oh, yes, I remember um, those days, yeah. Like Ted Cruz. Remember those days where you could fill your suitcase up? The show this week is so packed, it's going to take the whole of Gay UK to sit on the lid oh. uh, until we can open things up and tell them. I've got such good news. 2021 is looking amazing. Oh, great. Amazing. Oh, well, I'm not going to tell you about it now, Neil. We've oh, got three hours to fill. Oh, OK. All right. Well, I'll play a song then. This is Neil and Debbie here. You can tweet the show at This Is Endebs at Gadio, and you can also email endebs at gadio.co.uk. If you'd like to take part, if you've got anything you'd like to say, get off your chest, let us know. Also, we need your uh, lockdown DIY hair um, creations, stroke disasters. Uh, that will be needed for later on in the show. Right. So if you don't mind sharing that uh, so we can all revel in it. At This Is Endebs at Gadio, email endebs at gadio.co.uk. A bit later on, Neil. You know your favourite, Jerry Halliwell, nay Norna, or oh, Horner, yes. Or whatever? Yes, yes. Uh, her chair's now finished. I have found the perfect replacement to give you a bit of a online fix oh. of celebrity interviewers. Oh. Okay? Uh, right, okay, but... Now, I'm not going to... But, but yeah. I do have some Jerry this week. You do know that, don't you? She's She's been... Well, <laughs> what's Jerry doing here? Yeah. <gasps> oh, my God! Being chased like a huge bird. She's being, chased, she being by... chased by a huge bird. That's right, yes. Yeah, yeah. Last week we were camping, now it's chased by a huge bird. I'm not I'm not feeling hopeful for this series, Neil. <laughs> um, I've also got the lesbian pirates. I've got that to tell you about the statue that's offending Great Britain, right. according to the Daily Mail. And I think of all the bigots in the world, we need to get an award for a certain American uh, politician or two that have really... Have you heard about the chicken? The chicken. Chicken gate. No. Yeah, it's not no. what you think. Oh. Right. Oh, love. You, uh, you will need to run up to this because it's so offensive. I nearly got on a plane and Ted cruised over there. Right. Uh, to give him a bop. Um, but that's all coming up. Is Can it... I pray see today's show, yes. by the way? Can I pray see it by saying I've got builders next door. Right. Who are, uh, I mean, I've already flashed at them this morning because they are oh, in looking into my bedroom, into my bedroom. 
Uh, so if you suddenly hear hammering and banging, it's not me. It's the hot builders next door. You're making okay. a habit of flashing at people on a Saturday because last week it was the delivery man, wasn't it? Neil, Neil, you're welcome. Neil, we've got a thrilling announcement. A special guest on today's show. Mm, I know, I can't <laughs> believe this. Will I Am is going to be on the show today. Will I Am! Some new listeners, Neil. <gasps> Lovely. Good morning to Up the Art Show, who are Neil, who are LGBT podcasters exploring queer arts. And hello to Jerno to McGill as well, who are enjoying, who, who are just, it's lovely to have you there. Who, by the way, because it's LGBTQ um, plus history month, yeah. I've got some, just someone astonishing to celebrate later. You will need tissues. It's heartbreaking, but it's good. And it's lovely. Get it? Got it? Good. Right, just delving into some of the things that have been going on this week for you, uh, as we do at this time every week, actually. Lesbian and gay and bisexual people in England are more likely to have experienced mental health issues than their straight counterparts. There's a new study that suggests mental health issues are found to be the highest among bisexual people, with 40.4% saying they were experiencing depression or anxiety. And that also falls through to LGBTQ people generally as well, more so than straight people, I guess because of kind of, you know, some of the things we have to go through to suss out who we can that we can be who we want to be sort of thing in our lives well can we send big love to the um gay and lesbian helpline as well mm. they're fantastic they are absolutely fantastic it's tough old times in there it's it tough is. times well and funny you should mention that because this is uh, not great news either amid the third covid lockdown gay's jeremy joseph says his businesses are in serious trouble he was speaking to the i newspaper and uh, jeremy's uh, obviously got the GAY bar and club nights a well-known brand uh, says uh, so far the pandemic has cost 1.1 million pounds in bills and insurance he's quoted as saying the accounts are dying now and we are in serious trouble which is I mean it's just a tragedy isn't it all of this I mean so many LGBTQ venues have been affected as everybody has which is why we need to support everything online as well until we can reopen safely. Yeah. You'll please say there's some happy news here, otherwise uh, I'm going to go and just well, have actually, a lie down. Uh, I, was, I wanted to... Well, this is sad news because somebody's passed away, but oh. I think it's a celebration of their life because oh. uh, this is Peter Dory this week who uh, was the co-founder of the iconic London bookshop Gaze the Word. Uh, oh. He was one of the guys that put his hands in his pockets at the end of the uh, 70s to help get this uh, venture off the ground. It became one of the cultural meeting places for the LGBTQ plus community through the 80s, really. Uh, they had a police raid that happened there, um, which all got, even got talked about in Parliament. Eventually, any charges of any obscenity were dropped. You know, it's complete homophobia by the police towards uh, it being an LGBTQ uh, venue sort of thing. And it was also featured in that brilliant film, The Pride. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, a great part of our culture, and so we, we salute and say thank you very much uh, to Peter Dory, who was one of the co-founders this week. It's a sin. Years and years, it's a sin on Gadio. How are you doing? Have you uh, are you continuing to watch <gasps> it, caught it this week? Don't don't say anything. I have binge watched episodes two, th- three, and four. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm. But it's wasn't it the last one last night? Mm, yeah. Don't say anything, Neil. Please don't even give it. Don't because you ruined Breaking Bad for me. Do you remember that <laughs> years ago? And you said, "Oh, I, no, no, I, I said, oh, everyone I said." 
Well, I'm going to, Neil, because you did it on air. You said, oh, everyone's talking about... I said, everyone's talking about Breaking Bad. I've not watched it. No, and then you said it because oh. somebody might have not have watched it and you're going to do it to them again. <laughs> so anyway, so It's a Sin has... Ha- I've been gripped at the end of my... Uh, uh, watching it going, oh, I want to watch another one, I want to watch another one. God, this is... It's got to win every award going so. this year. Yeah, very much so. It is amazing, and uh, it, uh, all I've heard is people picking it up and saying how amazing it is, and how much it's touched them as well. And for some, yeah. it's taken them back to those, you know, if they were around in those days to, to experience, well, re-experiencing things. I'm going to be honest with you, love. I've cried quite a few times watching yeah. it because yeah. uh, I didn't quite realise the extent of how badly people were treated. Oh, it's disgusting. Um, re-vis-a-vis that today's poo, which is positive, optimistic outlook, there's the American version of It's a Sin in real life, a woman that just saved so many people or helped so many people in the 80s. Uh, her name is Ruth, and she once you know about her, she's got a new book out, you will want to be friends with this woman. She's oh, astonishing. Yeah. All these unsung heroes are now coming to the top. Yes. Isn't it beautiful? It is Thank beautiful. you, Russell T. Davis. Shout out to my ex. Saturday morning, and uh, my mum's just. We're here on our uh, home studios uh, via our Zoom links. So I've just got a nice cup of tea brought to me. There we are. Chin chin. Cheers. I did. I did here. You sure that's tea in there? It is just tea. Yes. No, my mum would make it something stronger. Unfortunately. <laughs> We did refis of VR Home Studios. Could mm. we just uh, shout out Patrick last week? Says, um, is Debbie a bit close to the microphone or is Neil further away? Debbie seems louder than Neil. Thanks. And then at the end, he put great show at the end, uh, which was which was lovely. Um, but yeah, we had a few technical problems and issues last week because that's Home Studios, isn't it? Well, it is a crap. bit, yes. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> a load of crap. Hurry up, Boris. Please. I'm sick of the sight of these four walls. You know, I'm going stir crazy. Oh. Don't know about you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I've got a remedy for that, actually. Right. Um, and it's called Task Mistress. I'm going to set us all uh, something to do each week that sort of gets us out of this hamster wheel hell okay. that has become lockdown mundanity. Mm. Ooh, quite a long word there. Yeah, well Let's end on that because that's quite a high. Neil and Debbie here. In the midst of that, I had a little knock on the on the window. Would you believe the oil man's just turned up? In the midst of everything, that's Neil's new name for a piece of trade. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It, it, um, we must discuss the normal mundane interruptions that suddenly have become the most exciting thing in our week. Uh, in that, well, we'll discuss that in a bit later. Um, Neil, right now, I've got something that's going to save 2021. Right. There are three, nay, four new things that are happening. One involves this person. Are you blind in one eye? Make mother another drink. You have a brain. Use it. Sorry, all three fired off there. Brilliant. And the other one involves one of our absolute favourites who's just signed on the dotted line to star on something online. Oh, look, look, all that rhymed. Hello, madam. How can I help you? It's delicious news and we can all actually look, put something in the diary. That's amazing. Oh, and also, God. Will I Am is coming up on the show today as well. I mean, it's all going on. Neil, I have some beautiful news for you, and it's breaking news that's coming in through the wires. How do you say slightly off-putting? I can see that man, that oil man, walking behind you in a high-vis. Yes, no, he's delivered some oil to our house because we're out in the sticks here, so that's the only way we can keep warm. This is my mum, this is Mrs Tussauds, she's walking up the path, the garden path now. Oh, God. This is actually, this 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 is is our show. Live happening now, it's all going on. Also, 
apologise to your mother because mm. it makes it sound like I thought she was like a, quite a large oil delivery man. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, get yeah. the get the oil guy in because it's in, just any company is good. <laughs> Open up the window and say, "Fancy a cuppa?" Just do something. Yeah, no, I think he's gone now. He was holding up the traffic on the road. Look, well, he's got. He's gone. God, he's gone. Oh, it's all going on here this morning, I tell you. Not really, is it, Neil? It's not really all going, nothing's happening. But honestly, I've, I've had conversations. I've kept my post person, post delivery lady and gentleman who does the post sometimes for uh, an uncomfortable long time, okay. period of time, having yeah. conversations with them through the window because yeah. it's someone to talk to. I'll go, have you had a good day? And they go, yeah, yeah. And they've got a time, they've got a pressure to deliver everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh God, how are you finding it? Like, they're walking off and go, so what do you think? Think. Um, is someone coming into the room? And Mrs. Two Soups has just arrived now, yes. Oh, yes, no, I've got the oil key near. Do you want the oh, oil key back? Drop the bed, let's say hello. <laughs> the guest on the show. Drop the bed, Neil! She's just chased after a man, apparently. Um, and uh, she's no, she's had to go run, she's gone running after him again. I don't know what's going on here this morning, love. It's all she's very She's having an affair. <laughs> she's having an affair. Don't there tell we go. Well, I am next. It's the music that we choose. 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 Each week we take a deep dive into the archive uh, <gasps> to select some tracks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, these are classic tracks. Obviously, we, we are in the anthems hour, but we also like to you know, polish off, uh, brighten up mm. a couple of, well, three tracks, in fact. Uh, but the whole idea of this feature is a little bit of a tease because you can only hear one of these tracks in full at the end of anthems, Debbie, and you can only choose one, okay? I know the rules very well, Neil. We've been doing this feature for about a year now. to stick to them. How yeah, dare it you? It is nearly a year, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, don't. Don't, Neil. No, no, no. Don't muck about. Right, so first up today, your first choice is this from Danny Minogue. This is Perfection. Danny Minogue, Perfection. You could hear that in full at the end of the Anthems Hour if, of course, Debbie selects it. Uh, as always, three tracks. Two is... Uh, number two is next. Oh, I can just about count. Look at me. Uh, here comes... Oh, now, this could be, we're hoping, a future guest on the show. Ultranate. Oh. oh, God. It is good, isn't it? Uh, alternate and automatic. And your final choice, the last one that you could choose at the end of Anthem's Hour. Bad Habit, ATFC. There we are, your three tracks today, ATFC, Alternate and Danny Minogue's Tough, I know, it's tough. No, no, no. I, I can't pick between my favourites, Neil, you know I can't. <laughs> All three. The All right. end of the hour, please, but definitely number two. Oh, no, you've done it again! No, oh, no, I'm sorry! No. Awesome. 
got a superstar in our midst. We have, yes. Time for some superstar action. Uh, we got the uh, minutest amount of time with Will I Am, which of course we, we could say not could not say no to. Uh, he has teamed up with two guys from Israel. They're Static and Ben L. They've got this track that he's collaborated collaborated with them on called Shake Your Boom Boom. And well, before we hear any of the interview that we managed to get, do you want to hear a little snatch of the track? This is the this is what they've recently produced together. Don't need words when you move like that. Shake your boom 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 like that. We communicate no conversation. Cause your body talk no translation. Don't need words when you move like that. Shake your boom 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 like that. What's up? Hello. What up? Now you've got this uh you've got this video blown up all over social media at the moment. Shake your boom 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 like that when when you guys first met will what were your first uh what were your first impressions of him i mean we haven't got to meet him because of coronavirus so we met him on facetime for the first time yeah. and we weren't even sure that it's real i mean until we saw <laughs> until we saw the picture moving we were like nah it can't be but then he started talking to us we were like oh damn it's really him and then will i am pops up on his screen on zoom and i asked him about the super hot people in the video and his bottom cake repeat his bottom cake yeah i mean the, the the sexy people in the video i wouldn't i wouldn't say that you know i wouldn't put my name there but you know yeah. uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of sexy people there though and your bum cake will not, not my bum cake what are you saying debbie <laughs> Are you saying I have a bum cake? He was doing that look to camera that he does, like on the voice. Well, like that, Tuttle said. It it was a nano fart of an interview. We really Mm. didn't have time, but at least we got to to chat to him, and he's a bit of a legend. It's only right we hear him with Britney now. Thanks again to Will I Am for coming on the show. Um, It was, uh, well, it was very exciting (laughs) to talk to him, wasn't it, Debbie? It was short. Um, It was short. (laughs) Oh, that was that. <laughs> Neil, 2021 is, I think it's looking up. Right. There are three things that you can go tick, tick, tick. Thank God things are improving. Do you remember this from a couple of years ago? I'm Anna Winter and this is my masterclass. Oh, yes. And do you remember this that followed it? I'm Jodie Foster and this is my masterclass. Guess who's doing a new one? Oh, come on. Oh, uh, is it Joanna Lumley? No, it's no. not, but I have got some news about her in a second. Oh, bow down to royalty, please. I'm Helen Mirren, and this is my masterclass. Helen Mirren, it's at Masterclass, it's a series that's like an online, uh, I don't know what you call it, sort of, yeah, series, thank you, Neil. At masterclasses. <laughs> Still a bit bits and bobs because of Will I Am, um, and she does an hour and she teaches you everything about acting. I mean, these are phenomenal. It's one on one. They're brilliant. You mentioned Joanna Lumley. Mm. There's some breaking news about her as well. Hello, madam. How can I help you? So they're, you know, the theatres are struggling like hell at the moment. Yeah. And venues are. There's an online production of the picture of Dorian Gray. Now I don't know anything about this other than it's Oscar Wilde. Mm. Guess who's starring in it? Go on. Well, obviously Joanna Lumley. Uh, Stephen Fry. Oh, brilliant. Russell Tovey. Oh, lovely. So it's happening at the... Just announced who's in it. So when it comes online, we'll make... You know, we'll shout about it because I think we should all stay in one night, Mm. have a beer, sit and watch it and pretend we're like human beings in company. I might cut people out like I am legend. (laughs) Like we're like... Will I am. Will Smith does. (laughs) And he has mannequins all around us just to pretend we've got people in our lives. And the last thing which I'd love to share with you is RuPaul, the documentary. Have you Uh, heard about this? No, I haven't. So 
creative RuPaul's team. They've made a um, documentary based on season 13, which is when lockdown happened. So it's all behind the scenes of drag queens uh, self-isolating RuPaul and then taking, you know, doing all the tests and all that sort of stuff. Do you know what it's called? Go on. RuPaul's Drag Race Corona can't keep a good queen down amazing at the end of this month that comes out three fabulous things you are welcome this is Endebs at Gadio. Email Endebs at You can get into your tweets in a moo. Uh, before then, we just talked about RuPaul and the new documentary coming out, February 26th, which is a new date in the diary now. I'm like making them date. up now. Yeah, it's, good. Um, it's one of my faves too. I, this came out this week as well. She is a, an Australian Labour MP and her name is Rose, La- Rose Jackson and she was fuming. At Australia for turning down RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under because of coronavirus. Right. Uh, here's what she said. You, you'll hear it at the end. She almost, almost nails it. I'm going to give her a, an 8 out of 10 for fabulous effort. Um, here's Rose Jackson. RuPaul's Drag Race is massively popular. It's not a case of they should have called us. We should have been calling them to say, what can we do to keep this production in Sydney? How can we make this more attractive for you? The makeup artists, the costume designers, the set designers, the lighting designers, the performers. This was their moment to showcase on an international stage what they were doing. And the New South Wales government didn't even lift a finger to try and keep that production in Sydney, embed streaming services in Sydney. Facts are facts. And this was a massive missed opportunity. It's sickening and not in a good way that the New South Wales government let drag race down under slip away and the minister should sashay away and make sure it never happens again. See, I like, she That's tried it. and get, see, I'm not going to give her a 10, 10, I'm going to give her an 8 she did really well. But could we have Jacinda Stain in New Zealand forever and could we have Rose Jackson in charge of Australia because I think it would improve. There we are then. As always, we play you three tracks at the beginning of the Anthems Hour and Debbie has to select one of them, which we are now going to play in full. And I know, once again, you had a real tough time making up your mind and you didn't give any any hints as to which one you were going to choose. I think it's very cruel in these hardest, austere times, Neil, (laughs) uh, that we're not allowed all three because you can't put a price on pleasure. But if you want to ruin um, someone's Saturday, that's fine. We, I'd love number two more than anything, okay. m- mainly because, A, it's the best one, mm. and, B, we hopefully will be speaking to the legend that is Ultranate. Oh, yeah. It's very, very soon. All right. And, the, and it's a sexy video, isn't it? Let's be, let's be honest. Let's be honest. So number two, please. That's, that's the rival that's DJ group. On Twitter... Mm. This is coming from Bleakheart, who's our beautiful friend who adores George Michael as much as we do. Right. Last week was our limited edition Valentine's Day show. Yes, there were a couple of technical problems and issues, uh, which have been sorted now. But Yvonne took a beautiful photo of a Valentine's Day card we sent her when we were back on the old place. Right. And it's got professional mo- professional underwear model Craig McCormack, a hybrid on it, and you and I, and I've, I've put Yvonne, get it on, love Debbie, and you've put lots of love, Neil, at the bottom. And she's kept that card. Oh, that's Just beautiful. sent a photo of it. Thank you, Yvonne. That's lovely to hear. Yeah. Um, and she says, George Michael was always in our hearts. Absolutely. Yeah. Second that emotion. Yeah. Someone who's in uh, your heart, Neil, is, I know that was cheesy, your favourite Spice Girl, 
Jerry right. Horner. Yes, it is. Well, it's Jerry time. Your Royal Highness. There we are. I changed it, don't worry. Uh, right, so this week's episode from her Rainbow Woman YouTube channel is Jerry uh, Horner, nay Halliwell, uh, getting close to majestic birds of prey. And uh, apparently it says oh. here she was spurred by her love of nature and history. We uh, find out in this that uh, Henry VIII's wife, Anne Boleyn, kept falcons as pets. And Jerry is in some wonderful place in the countryside once again, this time with a, a, a handler of these birds of prey. Uh, first up, she comes uh, face to face with a falcon. Oh my God, I feel like you're looking into my soul. Look at the way they're looking at me. They were very, very yeah. much on patrol. Well, you know what? They're going food. Yes. They're looking at her, going, "I've had rabbits bigger than you. I'm. You're. You're going to be a little afternoon, little snack for me." Indeed. Uh, here she gets a little bit of a uh, tip uh, of a tip from the sort of kind of like the handler oh. guy that's with her. Here he is. You were holding your hand too high, like that, straight in eye contact. Yeah. So eye to eye was too aggressive. My eyes. Your eyes and the bird, because you were doing that. So holding your hand. Sideways. Ah. I'll play a bit more hard to get. Yeah, that's it. Hello. She, she certainly got started to get the hang of it after a while. She'd been around them for a few hours, definitely. Uh, she, um, well, I say, certainly sort of kind of understood these birds. Of they don't let you in straight away. You've got to earn their trust and respect. The patience they demand. We can all learn from the falcon. Yeah, she learned from the falcon, Debbie. It's another yeah. epic, uh, epic production from uh, Jerry. Is this the last one? I am hoping. Is this I'm the last sure. one of the series? I'm not sure. But do you want her final moral conclusion before we uh, finish? Well, this is the highlight, isn't it? Where she usually for shoehorns her song in. Yeah, let's have let's have that. This is more. This is Jerry's conclusion. It's like, yeah, don't mess with me. I'm a falcon. There's something primal and alive in all of us. Find your wildness, find your power. There we are, find your wildness, find your power, Debbie. Yep. And then that beautiful little little promo of the song behind her yeah, that she yeah, shoehorned yeah. in. I mean, next week, Neil, what's it going to be, just her with in a mirror? <laughs> because we, we went camping last week, we've got a bird on this week's one. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait, I might not sleep until next week's episode, Neil. Let's hope it's... Ricky Martin has put me off doing my own hair. You know my hair at the moment. I'm right. wearing a cap. Um, if you press your pink button on your Zoom uh, ADO channel right now, you'll see it's a horrendous hat oh, because yes. my roots are so bad. You can see them from... Oh, hello? Scared. Oh. So, hello, can you... Sorry, did I, I go I, funny? You, you went a bit sort of funny then. Well, in fact, you disappeared completely. Satellite delay. Carry on. Did I? Shut up, I was talking about aliens. Did you hear the word alien? No. <laughs> Did you hear the word alien? No. Oh my God, we're being... <gasps> oh, those conspiracy theories are tr true. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Major yes. Tom, can you hear me now? I can hear you now. All right. So did you hear what I said about my roots? Yes, I heard that bit. They look awful. Did you hear what... <laughs> That's what me to say, Neil. That's rather cruel uh, of you. Uh, but... I. Uh, uh, Ricky Martin has put me off doing my own hair and his What have you done to your hair? <laughs> I am I've just sent you a link, Neil, and I've just put it out on Twitter. Right. Australian Lisa was going to dye my hair for me this weekend from a home kit. 
Um, but I'm afraid seeing this post today, Ricky Martin has dyed his hair, but not on his head. Not ah. on his head. Don't worry. Don't worry. It's on his face. He's dyed it blonde. Uh, and his quote, he, what he's written on, on this was, when I'm bored, I bleach. He looks, I'm not being rude, Neil. <laughs> I'm not being rude, but... You know Luke Skywalker in The Last Jedi where he's gone rogue and unkept on an island on his own? Do you think it looks a little bit like that? Sort of, look. yes. I mean, it's Scroll quite, down because you can see. It's quite yeah. well groomed, I suppose, but it does, it doesn't, I think it doesn't It's different. It's different, yes. Yeah, yeah. It is, it is different. He's already dyed his hair once on lockdown. He was bored in quarantine and dyed it um, red, scarlet red. Right. Uh, that that soon grew out and we never mentioned it again on, on the internet. But he's now doing his next video, his music video, with that Luke Skywalker beard. Okay. Um, but that's what he's done on lockdown. Uh, we'd like you to share, if you've done your own hair or other parts of your body, uh, can we say from the waist up? We don't want those sorts of photos. Um, please, can you send them in? If you're too embarrassed to put them on Twitter, at this is Endebs, email them to... Endebs at gadio.co.uk. Okay. I mean, we'll put, we'll put the photo out of Ricky Martin, but you just see what, see what, see what you think. See what you think. It's living, a no... F- living La Vida Bleach. Movies of the uh, lockdown hair, mm. um, Emma has tweeted, I'm really starting to feel visceral envy towards those people smart enough to be in a bubble with a hairdresser. And she's actually sent a photo of her hair and it's just ble- it's bleach blonde and she's pulled it over her face because right. she doesn't want anyone to see the own doing. Can I just say to Boris Johnson, um, please let hairdressers open up and the first thing, they're the fourth emergency service, yes, aren't they? Yes. I am, I am so desperate. They get them... Please get them jabs. Please get them everything a hairdresser asks for. Give it to them because we are look. We is this is getting nine 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 emergency at the moment. Neil, um, this month is a huge one. It's LGBT plus History Month. Yes. And I wanted to highlight an incredible woman called Ruth. Her name is Ruth Coker Burks. Have you heard of her? Is she the lady that went in when everybody, the whole HIV thing first started and was with patients and cared for them when nobody else would? She's just written a book and that's exactly who she is. And the book is called All the Young Men and it's it's out now. It came out at the end of January and it's how one woman risked it all to care for the dying. Now, this is her uh, talking about an experience with a guy called Jimmy. All right. I was at the hospital in Little Rock visiting my friend Bonnie, and um, I was wandering the halls. I noticed this door that no one was going in, and then they put a big red bag, like a biohazard, across the entire door from top to bottom. And um, I noticed one day that the nurses were drawing straws to see who would go in and check on him. And his trays were lined up on the floor outside his room. So I just couldn't take it anymore. And I went to the door and I looked around because I was afraid they would see me and I stepped in. There was this young man who was so frail and so skeletal that I couldn't tell him from the sheets, really. I, you know, inched my way over to the bed. I wasn't even sure he was alive. And I put my hand on his arm, and I said, 
you know, honey, is there anything I can do for you? And he he didn't have any more tears. He was so dehydrated and so near death, but he said he wanted his mama. And I thought, man, I can do that and then get out of here. And so I went to the nurse's station and I announced that he wanted his mama. And they all backed up like they were at gunpoint. And they said, uh, honey, you didn't go in that room, did you? And I go, well, yeah, he wants his mother. And they go, his mama's not coming. Nobody's coming. No one has been here for six weeks. Oh, Neil, what she did next is incredible. Um, it made me burst out crying when I heard it, first of all. We'll play it to you next. It's a beautiful, uplifting, because she's such a wonderful person. But the story, my God, it, it is so hard-hitting. Yeah. Neil, just, I played you a beautiful clip from a woman called uh, Ruth Coca Burks, who was this phenomenal very brave woman in the 1980s um this is part two of it now we left her when she was she was with this guy called jimmy who had aids no one would go would go near his room all his food was left outside on trays and the the staff would take it in turns draw straws to see whether they go in and you know if they had to go in to see him it was awful i mean just awful so jimmy had asked he wants to see his mum and this is what ruth did she went uh, this is her picking up i asked for his mother's number and um i called his mother and i told her who i was and that her son jimmy was near death at the hospital and he was asking for her and she said i don't have a son my son died years ago when he went gay and i don't know what that thing is you have up at that hospital but that's not my son and don't call me back and i thought oh my god what am i going to tell him And I walked over to his bed and I took his arm again and he looked up at me and he said, oh, mama, I knew you'd come. What do you do? What was I supposed to do? I patted his hand and rubbed his arm and I said, honey, I'm here. I'm here. I sang to him, you know, I talked to him. And I stayed in his room for 13 hours until he took his last breath. And do you know what she did after that, Neil? She buried Jimmy in a graveyard in her dad's um, grave because no one else would, would go near him. Wow. Oh, my God. This woman, I'm going to post the link to it. It's from a, a documentary called Shortcuts, Acts of Love. Um, and she actually went on. All the staff at the, hotel, at the hospital, they gave... AIDS patients her number and she would just get call after call from these people that no one else would touch and she did all the research as much as she could and she would go around there have dinner with people hold their hands and be with them in their dying moments this woman is phenomenal she's a living I angel that when I heard that a living angel it, I, did it get you maybe choke totally. up that story yeah oh no, and maybe. she didn't know these people and she in their last hours was there a wonderful woman. Her book, her name is Ruth Coker Burks, and the book is All the Young Men. And we need to get her on for an interview. Time to make the club oh. go up. Time to shut the club down. Neil and Debbie. This is N Debs. Extra, extra. Tweet all about it. Have we started? The, we have, have we started, started them? Yes, we're here. Yes. 
I was. Oh no, your phone's gone now. Oh, it's can right. you hear can get, me all right? Get you onto Zoom here. Yes, here we are. Okay, get me onto Zoom. Yeah. Um, RuPaul's Drag Race is massively popular. Yeah, we know that, don't we? We quite like her. Quite enjoyed listening to her. She was great, and I love the fact that, um, that happened in. Wasn't it in their parliament this year? Uh, it was. Yeah, she actually debated it. She actually brought that up as a motion to order. I didn't get the chance to tell you about the um, massive f bigot. Uh, about the chicken, I'll have to do that on next week's show. Right. And I also didn't get the chance to talk about Corella Deville, which is huge. Oh. And I also didn't get the chance to tell you about something else, which I, I've written down. I can't remember what it was. So that's to look forward to our next week's show. <laughs> so what's, and, what's the deal with your hair? Did What happened? Did you get the hair dye done or what was the situation? Oh, Rick and Martin's totally put me off. I'm not yeah. doing anything like that. At least they can shave his beard off. If I do it on my hair... Mm. I can't. It's there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. You're stuck with it. And I don't want to look. I don't want to look like his beard. So you? I never thought I'd ever the... say that. <laughs> Are you permanently don't wearing want... the uh, baseball hat then? Is that your permanent fixture? Only when I'm on Zoom. Right. <laughs> Other times when I'm walking through the village, yeah. I actually put my uh, hat, my hood up, no matter what the weather. I mean, it's really getting groggy now. I can't wait. I mean, it's a hair emergency, Neil. It's become... Yeah. Emergency. Um, yeah, people are actually fainting at the side of the road when I walk past. They're going, ah, don't look at it! Don't look at it! Oh, honestly, please. What's the, what's the first thing you... We must do this on next week's show. What's the first thing you're gagging to open up first? Well, I think you're pretty on, 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 on a lot of people's minds with the uh, hairdresser mm. idea, definitely. Um, oh, I don't know. I mean, it's just just... It's just the opportunity to go somewhere that you couldn't normally, you've not been able to go to for all this time. And just go and see, actually just going and seeing friends, I think, really. Oh, oh everything in that. It's yeah, everything. It's everything, you know. Maybe even a bit of a hookup, you know. <laughs> it's been a year. <laughs> Maybe we should bring back cobweb news for next week, Neil. Well... Yeah, there isn't there isn't any cobweb news to talk about, is there? It's just, well, there is. There is. Going. There's major cobweb news, isn't there? Is there? That's it. Is a cobweb. Well, yeah. It's. Uh, I don't know how we're going to get rid of that cobweb. Go nearer the camera, Neil. What? I'll bl I'll blow it away. <laughs> no, don't do that because that's really horrible. What you just did to the Neil just uh, looked into the camera with his mouth open, and I felt like I was intruding on a private call there. Um, can we go back to the show? Mm. Can we talk about a certain interview that we did? Uh, yeah, well, I am. <sighs> Tricky, wasn't it? This is behind the scenes. Bye, Felicia. Really is behind the scenes on this one. This is, yeah. It was one of those um, we, were we were told, would you like to interview Will Young? Well, of course, we would love to. That would be brilliant. But then we, we got love him. A, a list of things that we could and couldn't ask. Basically, all we could ask about was the song, wasn't it? Yeah, that brilliant song. Um, we've done a lot of interviews, Neil. Some have gone fantastically, some not so well. I'm thinking if we... Do you remember when we interviewed Joan Rivers? <laughs> And yes, yes. she had just come off the red eye and she came over to flaunt stuff on QVC. Yeah. And we were so excited to get her on. I mean, we were bouncing off the walls. It was a live interview and I think it was like 10 to 8 in the morning. Yeah. She was yeah. absolutely knackered. And Neil and I had loads of questions because we were really big fans of hers. 
And she answered each one with yes, no, who cares, whatever, who, what's the big deal? Are we supposed to be excited or thrilled or what? I couldn't care either way. And they were the answers to every single question. We got through about four pages of questions, yeah. but it actually turned out to be one of the best interviews ever for, for the comedy value of it. For wrong reasons, really. Yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. But it's still enjoyable, Neil. Oh, it's yeah, it still was, enjoyable. Yeah. She was still good. She still gave good Joan. We just got another version of Joan, didn't we? Really, that's what it was. We got tired Joan. I've got. I'm not mucking about <laughs> with red eye Joan. <laughs> we got red eye Joan. <laughs> but in all the all the people we've ever interviewed, I've never ever been sent a list of things you can and can't talk about. I've heard about these. It goes on. Uh, yeah, and we were basically told on more than one occasion just speak about shake your boom boom now have a listen to it because it's it's great to have new material out and we you know he's a very talented person there's only so many questions you can ask about a song where women are dressed in bikinis and jumping up and down on their zoom calls and people in jacuzzis there's only so much you can really talk about that difficult doing interviews when you're not really terribly inspired by what they're selling isn't it (laughs) I mean, it's part of the job. You do the job, you know, and it's great. It was lovely to be able to say that we had a nice uh, one-to-one with Will I Am. That was good. But um, yeah. slightly uncomfortable moments. We, I edited, we edited out all the gaps. My favourite, my favourite moment of the whole thing was because they all had these great Zoom backgrounds. Neil and I didn't. We just had our lounges, and I tried yeah, to judge mine up a little bit with a couple of. Things, put like a a thing in, it projects an image behind you so it looks as though you're somewhere yeah. glamorous or in a you know, yeah. studio that's what they had isn't it and one of the guys was in a, a recording studio the other one had this sort of space age background which was really great and William had like it was, it was interesting and then the mask slipped and you know in between him being on his phone during the interview and not pressing the right button because he kept changing the zoom backgrounds it fell off didn't it the zoom background fell off and he was just in a room like yours neil and we're like oh never look behind this never look behind yeah just like a a magnolia wall uh and then that soon went back to the zoom call no it was no it was lovely of it was lovely to do it but you need for a good interview i always think you need some give and some take yes um I, that's what I think. But it was an unusual experience. I've never, ever... The only time I've ever experienced anything like that was when we interviewed... You know who I'm going to say? Go on. Gus Van Sant. Oh, yeah. Well, he was Mr. Monosolibic, wasn't he? Not even that. So we, we, we interviewed James Franco, who was brilliant. It was for the, for the Harvey Milk film. Yeah, but the interview was with Gus Van Sant and Dustin Lance Black before they, yeah. he won the Oscar for the screenplay. Yeah. And... Uh, Every time we asked Gus Van Sant a question, we thought, because, you know, when you're in that situation, you feel obliged, you need to talk to both people, otherwise it's rude not to. We asked him yeah. direct questions, and he'd go, oh, and sort of like point, gest- gestured to Dustin and let him answer. It's really... And then Dustin actually was so intelligent and answered the questions brilliantly because he was passionate about it. Mm. Um, and Gus Van Sant just, yeah, like you said, shrugged his shoulders and just pointed left and Dustin was there going right I'll take this one then and James Franco was brilliant you climbed up him if I remember Neil you the cord the the cord microphone cord was too short I'm sorry I'm gonna have to get really close on the chaise long and I turned around and Neil was practically on his chest 
practically on my only regret with that was we didn't get a photo with James Franco that's my biggest Why regret because he was lovely no I don't know I think we felt a bit embarrassed but he was really really lovely I love James Franco yeah me too yeah it's great and yeah and I really like Dustin Lance Black he's super intelligent but that's the only time where we've actually had to struggle for yeah. you know an answer which one? Gus Van Zandt. The Will I Am one. The Will I Am oh, one. Van... There was three of them in the room, sort of thing, so they all chipped in a bit. But um, but it was just very. St- it was a very stilted conversation because we could. We were talking, and literally, I did at one point ask a question, uh, you know, aimed at Will about what are your other things are you up to? You're a man of the future, you know. Tell us some exciting things, and he sort of started to answer it, and then said, "But anyway, I can't talk about that. We're here to talk about the single," and then and, and killed it, and it was like. Oh, oh. I was quite glad to press stop on that one, if I'm honest. <laughs> yeah, we'll chalk it up. Chalk it up to experience, eh? Oh, no, it's going in the book, Neil. Yeah, yeah. There was one journalist uh, who, I, I can't remember his name now, he sent Will I Am the email he got from Will I Am's people about how to interview Will I Am. And this guy says, I'm an award-winning journalist and I've interviewed politicians you name it i've interviewed them i've never been sent an a4 document of what to say to a prospective person and will i am uh, turned around and apparently according to this guy and said oh i knew nothing about that but yeah so there it seems that there is a the, history in this, in this world of people who are the the, the, the in-between people between the star and, and, and interfacing with the media well, and they do do this it's almost i think it's really weird they make up all these things that aren't aren't true about the, the, the actual if you actually got to speak direct to the actual person they they could be more kinder and lovelier and more and they, giving in an interview yeah and they haven't got a clue that behind the scenes this is what the the yeah. publicists or the managers are doing yeah. let me just say for the record it doesn't work because no one gets what they want no no does it make for an entertaining interview and no you know, it's just boring mm-hmm what are the best interviews? The best interviewees? Will I? Uh, 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 what's he called? Um, <laughs> I don't think he meant that, did you? No, 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 I didn't know. Um, Do you mean Will, swimming with Will barracudas? Smith. Will Smith, for example, he's off yeah. the hook. He's always playing. Yeah. He's always on. You know, you the minute you're going to see him being interviewed, you know it's worth watching because he's going to be great. And he's allowed yeah. to, you know, that he doesn't. He'll go, yeah, hit me with questions. I don't care. I'll answer whatever you like. There's none of that nonsense <laughs> beforehand. Oh. It's those <gasps> people that you want. Do you know what? We should have played this bed when we interviewed them. Yeah. Because it would have been more fun, wouldn't it, to have this in the background. What do you think of this, Will? Oh, yeah. Hey, Will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Oh. Well, we'll flush that one. <laughs> doing them on zoom as well if i'm honest but saying that sophia lewis bexter was fantastic on zoom and i know that ultranato will be astonishing if we get to speak to her i'm very excited about that i think you know they can work i listened to the uh, jay rayner podcast where he he's the food critic but he has uh, take, yeah he takes people out for a meal and they normally record it in a restaurant recently they have to do it on zoom and he has a restaurant turns up and they deliver food to the person he gets his delivery and they sit and chat and eat the food together via Lovely. Zoom. but they make that work it's really good really good. yeah Work, maybe yeah i mean maybe we need a code word next time when we're in one of those interviews mm. um to sort of end it shortly yeah 
know well, what I mean? To be honest, to be fair. If I say to you, oh, Neil, the cholera, or something, I, I just drop something in that's a bit random. You know, like you need rescuing it's from a, a date word. and you it's just say, word. yeah, we need a safe word. Neil, should our safe word be Will I Am for the future? Could oh my be. God, we've got to go. Don't we've got to go? Yeah. Let's speak to Will I Am. Well, it's a shame we can't just go, this is shit. <laughs> Bye. Bye, <laughs> <laughs> do you know what we sh- actually we should do that shouldn't we if we ever have th- i don't think we have we'll ever have that situation again but if we are it's like doing an interview in a straight jacket and i think next time i'll just mouth to you neil bye felicia and then we just sort of just we could sit our make our chairs go down with that button like that yeah. and just they see the <laughs> zoom but ba- they could just see the background and they'll go neil debbie and we'll just go bye felicia because <laughs> that would have you know, been like the, from an old black and white movie where it comes up at the end and says the end and that could just kind of come up on the screen or something like that yeah oh. oh well at least we can say we spoke to Will I am and he saw us and we saw him barely <laughs> barely <laughs> no it was, lo- it was lovely it was lovely bye Felicia <laughs> Mm. Aren't we lucky? Mm-hmm. Do you know what my other favourite one was? And we'll stop after this. When we when we interviewed Katie Price, and we asked her those questions about her own merchandise, she didn't have the answer. Yeah. Do you remember that? She, she was there. Wasn't she to promote a single? She came in to promote. She's there to promote a single. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And we were saying, what do you think about your underwear range? She went, oh, I don't know. What is it? Money. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. We've all got to make a living, haven't we, Neil? We've all got to make a living. I just like entertaining people who treat you with a bit of intelligence. That's what I like. Anyway. <sighs> Let's pretend it never happened. <laughs> Should we call this podcast... Bye, Felicia! No one will know. Yeah. Or, I am Felicia... I am Felicia. That's good. Yeah. No, don't, because that's too. You'd have to get to right to the end of the end of this, wouldn't you? Yeah, I think that's quite. I quite, quite like that for the name. Now you know why it's called I Am Felicia. Yeah. Do you know that some of the best ones? Do you remember when Meg Ryan did an interview with someone? I think it might have even been Parkinson. And they always say it shouldn't happen to a TV presenter and she wasn't having, she obviously didn't want to be there. She was forced to be there and she didn't want to answer any of the questions. And he was sat there going, well, I don't see the point in uh, if you're not going to answer questions, what's the bloody point? And so there's a lesson to be learned if you are going into PR or managing people. If they don't want to do it, don't make them do it. No. You, you do far better by staying have a copy of the book, give it away as a price, rather than force someone to talk about something that they really don't want oh, to do. Imagine that on I mean? Uh, uh, <laughs> have a free pen. Win a book on Parkinson. Maybe you could have just interviewed the book. Do you know, you just reminded me, and this really is the last one, one of my favourite ever interviews was between Kirsty Young and uh, Julie Burchill on, what's it called? Desert Island Discs. Desert, yeah. And Kirsty Young, who's got the patience of a saint, went, well, you clearly have no interest in being here and uh, on the show, so I think we'll just crack on and just play their songs. And that it was, I mean, it's brilliantly bad. Oh, I've got another one as well. I've got another one for you as well. In fact, bad interviews are the best. 
Um, you know what's his name? Alec Baldwin. Yes. Right. He does a podcast called Here's the Thing, and he interviewed notoriously silent uh, or notoriously tricky to interview Paul Simon, and the comments in the under the interview were. Well, I'll just let you see them. It's called Here's the Thing, and it's brilliant. So I, I, maybe we should have put the whole interview out, Neil, with the gaps in it. Because it was nice. awkward. It was awkward, yeah, yeah. It was awkward, and we really did try. It was like pushing water uphill. Mm. We tr- I mean, we tried everything. Well, we only we we could have gone around in circles because we ended up having to ask the same questions. So, how did you meet? Uh, tell us about the track. You know, it was all of that, wasn't it? Anyway, there we are, Lardy Dar. Tell us about your sexist video. Why go on Desert Island Discs though if you're not going to perform? What's the point of that? I don't understand. Julie Birchill. She, she's quite, Julie Birchill just good. Lot to say, isn't she's she? Hugely intelligent. Yeah. Well, sometimes you just don't get on, like Boy George didn't with Victoria Derbyshire. That's another one that's great. Right. <laughs> That went really badly. I think he left the studio. Oh, really? I think he left the studio for that. I'm not 100% <laughs> sure, but he can be tricky. Yeah. yeah. Um, that one with the Bee Gees. Oh, Neil, my left lung feels a bit funny, actually. Can you hear? When I breathed in, that hurt. Oh, I hope that's all right. Can you get sore lung on one side? Oh, I don't know. Oh, I hope that's all right. A doctor. I hope you're okay. So do I. Let me just breathe into the microphone. That sound all right? Well, if I'm not here next week... Oh, God! Oh, no, I'm falling to bits. I think maybe you should... Ask me something about the song and I'll give you my best answer. So, uh, tell us about the new album. Um, Where did you get your inspiration from for the first track? My imagination. Debbie, thanks ever so much for coming on the show. Great to talk to you. Bye, Felicia. Neil and Debbie.